Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You know, you may call me crazy, but if you play as hard as you can on any given play, I think any team in the league will win the game against whoever. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. I think I left all my feelings at home. There you go. That's the intro right there. Welcome in to Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Demont Cotton behind the wheels of steel in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm your boy Q. I'm at the, the home studio as I just made a beeline from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And when I say a beeline, I literally made a beeline from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center to the house to get prepared for the show. And uh, it was it was some tight Tight window that we had, but we got it done. So uh, glad to be with you this afternoon as we're finishing off this week really strong. Three hours long, three hours strong. Uh, JT the Brick is traveling with the team, headed to Nashville right now. So uh, had a little bit of a best of JT show before us. A little upon further review with Eddie Pascal. And then you even heard some uh, uh, this week in the Mountain, uh, in the, uh, Mountain West. So you heard a lot about UNLV in the last hour as well, but that was because JT is traveling, and uh, I didn't have time to hop on and do an extra hour just because I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center in the Raiders locker room there observing practice, talking to head coach Josh McDaniel. So it's been a really busy day today, but here we are for the next three hours. Going to be with you, have a lot to talk about. The injury report is out. We'll go over that. We've got a lot of good guests coming up on the show. We've got a lot of giveaways to give away on this, uh, on this Friday as we head into the weekend the right way. And, of course, throughout the course of the show, Raider Nation, we want to hear from you at 702 702- 365-9200-7-S-Text-Line-69187-Keyword R&R. I know there's still some confusion every once in a while of exactly how you send a text message in. 69187. That's basically the phone number to our text line. And then the first thing you put in the message when you're about to say um, Raiders are going to be winning 34-21, whatever the case, whatever your message is, before you get to that, you put R-N-R, the letters R-N-R, and then whatever message you want, and it's guaranteed it'll get to us. If you don't put that R-N-R, most likely it'll probably go to our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and then we won't know that you sent us a message. And so we want to make sure we get all the messages that we can. And a lot of folks uh, hit us up by way of the Salmon Ash text line, and we definitely appreciate that. So 69187, keyword R-N-R. Get your message into us, and we'll get it on the show throughout the course of the day. Coming up on the show, as a matter of fact, at 2.15, we'll have our first guest, uh, Nikki Lotterulo. She's actually a really good friend of mine. She used to work in Central Texas. She used to cover Baylor. I used to cover Baylor. Now she's a sports reporter in Nashville, so she'll join us. She's from WSMV. She'll join us to talk all things Tennessee Titans. And Taylor Luan, he is out. That's a, that's a big deal. That's something that we kind of all anticipated he was going to be out, but him being out is a big deal. A lot of folks thought that, okay, maybe Chandler Jones can get off the, you know, get off the snide and have a really big game uh, because Taylor Lewan is out there and he had a big game off of him uh, last year. Well, that's not going to happen. Taylor Lewan is definitely out. Uh, Bud Dupree, he's another guy that's out. Those are two big losses. So uh, we'll talk about the Tennessee Titans who are coming in the game 0-2. The Raiders going in the game 0-2. Something's got to give. Right now, the Raiders are two and a half point favorites. So uh, that's that's a big deal when you're on the road. Normally, when it's a really close game and two teams that are very similar. Uh, normally it'd be a pick but then you'd also give the three-point edge to the home team. So the Raiders are two-and-a-half-point favorites as they travel to Nashville. So we'll talk all things Tennessee Titans at 2.15 with Nikki Lotterulo. At 3 o'clock, Cassie Soto from the RJ and VegasNation.com. She'll join the show to talk all things silver and black. Uh, 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 little Birdie also told me she was going to the Bad Bunny concert tonight. So there's that. So I'm sure that Cassie Soto is getting in her uh, in her zone, getting in her mode. And uh, she actually put out a tweet a little while ago after the injury report came out and said that uh, Josh Jacobs is still dealing with the illness. She actually put out a tweet that Josh Jacobs is not traveling to Nashville with the team. So there's that. 
So kind of something to monitor or pay attention to. Uh, we know that the Raiders have a ton of running backs. I don't know if he's going to make the trip at some point to Nashville. Of course, they don't play till Sunday morning. Maybe he makes the, the, the trip tomorrow as he's uh, recovering from his illness. Or maybe it's the Zamir White show. Maybe it's the Brandon Bolden show. Maybe it's the Amir Abdullah show. Maybe, you know, I mean, they've got Britton Brown. Maybe it's a Britton Brown show. Who knows? But uh, Josh Jacobs dealing with the illness is not traveling with the team. And the team, as a matter of fact, are uh, leaving for the airport as of right now. I mean, they were set up while we were in the locker room or we were getting ready to go into the locker room. All the buses were lined up. The TSA was lined up at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. It was like being at the airport, but you were at the practice facility, right? They had the dogs sniffing the bus. They, I mean, everything. They, they had, uh, you had to go through the, you know, the metal detectors and all that good stuff. I, I promise you, it's just like going through the line at the uh, at the airport, but it was there at the facility instead. So they're actually going through that right now. Uh, we had a few minutes to get into the locker room, talk to a few guys. Most of the guys got out of there, uh, but we still had an opportunity to talk to a couple people. So uh, I was able to talk to Amik Robertson. I was also able to talk to Dylan Parham. And then myself and Paul Gutierrez also talked to Keelan Cole. Why do we talk to Keelan Cole? Because if Hunter Renfro doesn't play, there's a good chance that you'll see Keelan Cole. Well, as the injury report is out, Hunter Renfro is out for this game. He's dealing with concussion-like symptoms. He has to go through the protocol before he can be cleared to play. So what I expected was going to happen, similar to Andre James a week ago, whether I thought that Hunter Renfro was going to be out, he's officially out. So Keelan Cole most likely will get some burn. And so me and Paul, and matter of fact, it was Paul's idea. It was great. Paul looked up and said, well, there's Keelan Cole. He might get some burn this week. You think we should go talk to him? I said, yep, absolutely. So Myself and Paul had a couple questions for Keelan. He didn't. He wasn't the most talkative guy, but that's okay. You know, we just still asked him a couple questions. I asked him about an opportunity to go out there and and perform this week if if uh, Hunter Renfro can't in fact go. And also asked him just about the week of practice. Was it more intense? You know, how are they coming along with the playbook? All that good stuff. So you'll hear all those conversations that we had in the locker room earlier uh, from earlier today. You'll hear that throughout the course of the show as well. But Cassie Soto will join us at three o'clock to talk all things Raiders, and then at four thirty, my guy Lee Sterling from Paramount. Sports.com. He'll join us to talk about the money lines when it comes to all things gambling, sports gambling, where to place your money. We'll talk some college football and we'll talk some NFL. In the first two weeks of the NFL season, Lee has been riding with the Raiders. He's been riding with the Raiders. And as we know, the Raiders have lost the first two, even though last week, I mean, he, he, they were five and a half point favorites. There's no doubt about it. We all know that they should have won, but should have, would have, could have, didn't. So uh, Lee has been wrong, incorrect with the, when it comes to the Raiders the first two weeks of the season. What will he say this week? Well, we'll find out coming up at 4.30. So Nikki Lottarulo coming up at 2.15. Sports reporter WSMV from Nashville. Cassie Soto at 3. And Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com at 4.30. Those are the guests that we have live. And, of course, as I mentioned, Amik Robertson, Keelan Cole, and Dylan Parham will be on the show as well as I got a chance to catch up with them in the Raiders locker room. So now that you know the guests that are coming up, uh, including Nikki Lotterula, who will be up in about ah, less than 10 minutes, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So off top, before I even throw out a topic, let me go ahead and go over the Raiders injury report as we received it probably just after 1 o'clock this afternoon. I tweeted it out at your boy Q254, also R&R, 920 a.m. on Twitter. So some people don't follow me. Some people follow Raider Nation Radio 920. So I'd like to make sure both Twitter accounts have it out there. So for the Raiders right now, who is out for sure? Denzel Perryman dealing with the ankle injury, hasn't participated in practice all week long. He is out. Hunter Renfro with the concussion, as I mentioned, did not participate all week. He is out. Guys who are questionable, how about Neil Farrell Jr. with the shoulder injury, the big defensive tackle, the rookie. He was 
did not participate on Thursday. He was limited today on Friday, and he's questionable for game status on Sunday. Center Andre James, who's been dealing with the concussion ever since week one, didn't participate on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday, limited on Friday, is questionable for Sunday. Uh, Trayvon Merrick, dealing with a hip injury, didn't participate on Wednesday, didn't participate on Thursday, limited on Friday, so it was good to see 25 back out there. He's also questionable for Sunday. The one thing about that, and I said it last week, I feel a little bit more comfortable if Trayvon Merrick has to miss. Like, I don't want to see him miss. I don't want to see anybody miss, to be honest. I mean, they need all the players they can get. I don't want to see anybody miss. But I feel a little bit better if Trayvon Merrick has to miss because I have a ton of confidence in Jerron Harmon. I really do. And he showed why on Sunday, right? That big pass breakup that he had against the Cardinals, against uh, Hollywood Brown in, in overtime last week, gave me all the confidence I need in Jerron Harmon. He's going to be in the right place at the right time to make the play that's needed to be made. So if Trayvon Merrick can't go, Jerron Harmon gets a start. Feel very confident about him. And uh, I said it last week, probably around this time, and I'll say it again, and I have no problem saying it. I've been very critical of Jonathan Abram, but so far through two games, that dude's played some damn good ball. I have no problem saying that. You know what? Uh, for a guy who's taking a lot of heat from Raider Nation, for a guy who's taking a lot of heat from everyone in the media, including myself, he's playing some good ball. One of the big questions I had going into the season and the training camp and preseason was how is Patrick Graham going to use Jonathan Abram? Well, I'll tell you right now, whatever he's doing, whatever he's asking Jonathan Abram to do, he's been able to step up to the plate and do. So I don't know if it's extra film study that he's been on. I don't know if it's more just focus in on what he's doing. I don't know if it's Patrick Graham just pressing the right buttons. It doesn't even matter. Jonathan Abrams has been playing some really good ball, so you got to give him a lot of credit. So I have a lot of confidence right now in Deron Harmon and Jonathan Abram, if that's in case what is, is going to be out there, who's going to be out there if uh, Trayvon Merrick can't give it a go. Uh, defensive tackle Bilal Nichols, he's dealing with a shoulder injury, didn't participate on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday, limited today, questionable for Sunday. Uh, how about Jakob Johnson dealing with the ha hamstring injury? Not listed on Wednesday, limited on Thursday, limited today. Uh, he has no game status for uh, for Sunday, so we'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff. Remember, kickoff is at 10 a.m. West Coast time. And as I mentioned before, starting things off with Josh Jacobs dealing with the injury, the, the illness, excuse me, uh, not listed on Thursday uh, or not listed on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday, did not participate today, questionable for Sunday. And uh, according to Cassie Soto, is not traveling with the team. Uh, as far as the Tennessee Titans go, let me look at some guys that are out. They have a lot of guys out. Uh, Ugo Amadi dealing with the ankle injury, the defensive back, he's out. Bud Dupree, outside linebacker, hip injury, he's out. Tackle Taylor Lewan, knee injury, and this is a really like a mysterious knee injury. Some people say it's a torn ACL. Some people say it's not a torn ACL. A lot of people thought that it was uh, immediately as soon as it happened on the first play last week against Buffalo that no doubt about it, it's a torn ACL, but they haven't put him on IR yet. So I don't know. We were talking about it in the media room earlier today. Like, hey, uh, you know, if it's a torn ACL, you know it's a torn ACL. It's not any, you know, it's no, I got to get a second opinion. It's like, okay, it's either torn or it's not, right? Uh, I don't know too many guys outside of Phillip Rivers and, and a couple others that have actually played on a torn ACL, and I don't expect the offensive lineman to do that. So uh, I don't know what the situation is we'll ask Nikki Lotterulo coming up in a few minutes when she joins the show what her uh, understanding is when it comes to Taylor Luan but uh, none of that matters he doesn't play on Sunday and those are the guys that are out for the Tennessee Titans uh, Kyle Phillips the wide receiver dealing with a shoulder injury he's doubtful for Sunday and Zach Cunningham the linebacker dealing with a knee injury he's questionable for uh, Sunday so those are the guys uh, Danico Autry a guy that was uh, did not practice on Wednesday Limited on Wednesday, practicing full on Thursday, practicing full on Friday. And that's a guy that I'll tell you right now, 
because we're going to get into the keys of the game. We're going to talk about what's important, what has to happen for the Raiders to come away with the victory. We're going to get all that good stuff. I'll tell you right now, circle Danico Autry. Circle that name, Danico Autry. The Raiders cannot allow Danico Autry to come up with a Danico Autry-type play. And what do I mean by that? This dude is really good at blocking field goals or extra points. So, you know, last week the Raiders had that 55-yarder from Daniel Carlson. Kicks like that you have to be very careful with when there's a guy like Danico Autry that's made a living off of uh, blocking those kind of kicks because those come off low, right? you got to get a lot behind it. They come off low. That gives Danico Autry an opportunity to get his big paw up there and knock that thing down. He did that while he was a member of the Raiders, did that while he was a member of the Colts, and he's doing it now as a member of the Tennessee Titans. So he's definitely a guy to pay attention to, and he's going to be out there in full effect. So uh, make sure that you circle that name, Danico Autry, because, again, he'll be out there, and he's going to be ready to rock and roll, right? I mean, that's just he's a hell of a player. He's a guy, one of those guys that I wish the Raiders had never let walk because he's, I mean, he's just that good as far as I'm concerned. So that's one guy to pay attention to, one Danico Autry. But that's the injury report for uh, the Raiders and the key guys there for the Tennessee Titans that are out or questionable for Sunday's game. So let's go ahead and throw out a topic, and I'll let you start responding on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, as we get ready to get Nikki Lotterulo on and talk all things Tennessee Titans. But I want to throw the question out there so you can start thinking about it. One, what is the keys to the game going to be? What has to happen for the Raiders to come away with the W besides the Raiders have to come away with the W? I mean, I really do feel that way, and anyone who's listened to me for any amount of time knows that I've always been really bullish when it comes to this is a must-win, this is a must-win, because it's only week three. So none of, nobody, I know I didn't think that I'd be talking about a game that was a must-win in week three, and we know mathematically it's not, right? There's no doubt about it. Mathematically it's not. It's not even close. But it feels like from a standpoint of got to get it done, it feels like that it's going to be a must-win. So the Raiders got to find a way to get to Tennessee and and go win that game. The good thing is Derek Carr is three and one against the Titans, and all three games that he's won has been in Tennessee. So I mean, if you're one of those that looks at stats and likes to look at numbers and kind of analyze them, that's one. That's a good one right there. Playing in the Raiders' favor is that Derek Carr is three and one and three and zero playing in Tennessee. The only loss is that loss that they had where AJ Brown wrecked the game in Oakland uh, that last year that they were in Oakland. So there's that. Uh, also, the other question that I want to throw out there to you, and uh, you can respond to one, both, whatever the case may be, and we talked about this last week, who is a player that we're talking about on Monday and why? Who do you think is going to make an impact, good, bad, or ugly, for the silver and black that we're going to be talking about him in great detail? And, look, before anyone starts responding – I know we're going to talk about Derek Carr. I already know that, right? I mean, that's, that's the no-brainer. Uh, Derek Carr, even when we don't want Derek Carr to be in the conversation, is always going to be part of the conversation. So who outside of Derek Carr are we going to be talking about come Monday? Again, you can hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let us know, and then we'll open up the phone lines as well. Matter of fact, we'll open up the phone lines starting at 2.30 after we talk to our first guest of the show. Leading things off today is my good friend, Nikki Lotterulo, sports reporter at WSMV in Nashville. And, Nikki, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Before we get into any kind of game talk, how are you doing? Me and you both used to cover Baylor in Central Texas. Now yes. you're in Nashville. I'm in Vegas. How's things going for you, Nikki? It's crazy. I miss you guys. I'm happy I'm not missing too much in Waco. I feel like everyone's kind of dispersed, but I'm doing <laughs> great. A lot more to do here in Nashville than, than there was in Waco, but I do miss it. I do get FOMO when the Baylor Bears play, and I'm not there. 
Right, and Baylor's playing really well, right? I mean, David yeah. Randa, they, he's got them cooking. So, yeah, I miss it every once in a while as well. Miss Saturdays at McLean Stadium, but I don't miss it that much because, like you, Vegas is fantastic and Nashville oh, is, yeah. man, is, <laughs> is just as fun. So I'm glad that everything is going really well. Congratulations on the job as well. Thank now, you. Now let's get into these Tennessee Titans that are dealing with some injuries. Taylor Luan, oh, Bud yeah. Dupree, both of those guys are out. How big of a deal is that for Tennessee, who's coming into this game 0-2? Q, it's really bad for Tennessee, I would say, because the offensive line already wasn't great. They've already been having struggles, and that was a question mark heading into the season, especially because of the struggles Taylor Lewan had last season, and now he's out. They say he's out for the game. We, I'm, I'm assuming he's out for much longer than just one game, but... We know Dennis Daly is starting at left tackle, and he's the one that went in for Luan when he came out on Saturday or on Monday. And the issue there was I saw a stat that said Daly allowed more pressures versus the Bills than Luan has in the last nine starts combined. So that doesn't make, that doesn't make me feel great. As for um, Bud Dupree, the pass rush definitely going to struggle because, I mean, it's hard to stop Carr already. And then now you also don't have Ola Adani. He's also out. He has a neck injury. So guys like Rashad Weaver are going to have to step up. And Big Jeff, Jeff Simmons, obviously, he's going to yeah. have to be huge because, uh, yeah, the defense is also riddled with injuries. So those two being out are big. And then also Ola Adani being out is big as well. Let me go back to Taylor Lewan because it feels like it's some big mystery or I need to crack the code when it comes to this knee injury and how severe is it. What are your What is your understanding? I saw rumors about a torn ACL that I saw rumors that no, it's not. They haven't put him on IR. Do you have any idea what's going on with this knee injury? No. I. They've kept it very closed off. I saw him in the locker room on Wednesday. He was like in flip-flops and shorts, so obviously we knew he wasn't going to be doing anything, but he was walking around normal, but I know like with those type of injuries, sometimes you can't tell. And then there was this photo circling Twitter that he was going to LA to get a second opinion. Um, so we're not sure, but they have it. No one has said the term ACL to any of us. I think that's okay. just kind of what, what people are speculating. So I don't know anything regarding that, but it does look like he went to LA to get a second opinion um, from what I've seen on social media and what I've heard from other people that cover the Titans. So hopefully it's not as serious. It's a good sign they haven't put him on the IR, but at the same time, I wouldn't expect him to be back anytime soon. So Dennis Daly's the guy this week, and then going forward, who knows? But um, Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, spoke about him yesterday and said – he liked what he saw from him on Saturday, but I not really bought in on that because of that <laughs> statistic I told you. But um, we'll see. The offensive line needs to be better if they want to get this win on Sunday. I think that's the main thing. Right. I got you. Again, we're talking all things Tennessee Titans right now with Nikki Lotterulo. She's a sports reporter there in Nashville, covers the Titans like a glove. My man demond has got a question for you. A player who's not yeah. hurt physically, but his confidence may be hurt, is Kyle Phillips. He muffed two mm -hmm. punts on Monday night. Was there any talk of maybe benching him on the punt returns for the Titans? Well, unfortunately, Kyle Phillips is doubtful for Sunday. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury, so I I don't even think we'll honestly see him. Mm. Um, he's been limited all week in practice, but every time he does do something, he catches with one hand and he's had his, his arm down, so... If he's in the game, I don't – I personally don't see him back there. 
I think it'll be Robert Woods or Amani Hooker, but I think it's going to be Woods. When they asked um, the special teams coordinator yesterday, they were basically saying it would be Robert or um, Hooker. They said they're not, they had a lost faith in Kyle, but with the shoulder issue, I don't think they'll put him back there. And then we asked Kyle, and he said it's not a confidence thing. He was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I've never dropped one of these in college, in high school. So I, I think it might just be. He says the shoulder's not affecting it, but I mean, if you're dealing with a shoulder injury and then that the ball's coming full speed down, I don't know. So I don't know if we'll see him on on Sunday. He's somebody that they really need offensively too. He's one of Tannehill's favorite targets, so he's listed as doubtful. So we'll see with him there. Nikki, what has been the mood like around the the team this week? Just because we know we saw that beat down to Buffalo, but Buffalo's a really good team. So what have, what has the guys been like? Have they been kind of up-tempo, excited, ready to get back out there on the field again? Yeah, honestly, the locker room has been pretty, like, loud, and they're hyped up. They were playing basketball in the locker room the other day, and I've never <laughs> heard more hyped energy. I was like, I can't hear any of these interviews. They're so excited, but... The veterans on the team are doing a good job at making sure that the young rookies aren't getting too in their heads, like, oh, this is the first time in 10 years we've been 0-2, like, this could be on us or what's going on. Everyone just seems to be like, we're not hitting the panic button. It's week two. There's 15 more games. And yesterday, Derek Henry was like, I haven't been 0-2 since high school. I don't like this, but it's week two. It's just adversity. This guy's not falling. We're going to be fine. But I think... I think if they lose on Sunday, then some panic might come in because then you're going to Indy and you're you're zero and three. So right. I think for them, they're like, we got to get this win on Sunday. But I haven't seen anyone panic. The coaching staff doesn't seem panicked. The energy seems good. Practice has been lighter this week because it was a short week. So um, I haven't seen them go like full speed. But I don't think they're getting too down. But I don't know about if they go zero and three, how it would be looking in there. Right. Nobody wants to go 0-3, that's for sure. Again, we're talking with Nikki Lattarulo, sports reporter at WSMV in Nashville here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, I heard a report or somebody in the Raiders media room today said that they thought it was going to rain in Nashville on Sunday. Is that what you're seeing and hearing too? So I actually was talking about this with my meteorologist. She's on the TV as we speak. It says showers and thunderstorms, 40% chance, high of 83, low of 64 that's all I know. Um, <laughs> I looked at the I looked at the hourly just before this to check, and it looks like it's like going to sprinkle a little bit in the morning. Game time on the hourly forecast looks to be clear. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be a washout like it was before the Giants Titans game. That was like it was downpouring. I wouldn't really worry about. It. I think if it rains, it'll be like a quick okay Sounds sprinkle, good. not anything crazy. We hope. Right. No doubt. Absolutely. I know it's only a small sample size, but Derrick Henry only has 100 rushing yards on the season in one touchdown, only through two games, and basically the Bills game, he was done at halftime. So is there any worries about him having a slow start over Derrick Henry? The Titans just trust him. He's going to be back to normal as usual. The Titans don't have any doubts with um, Derrick Henry. Coach Rabel has been like, this is our guy. We have trust in him. Like He's going to get the ball when we need him to get the ball, but he usually starts off slow. Like, if you kind of look at his statistics the past few seasons, like the first two or three games, like he's, he starts off a little slow. But the only worry for me is that the offensive line is not good. So how do you, how do you use your run game the way that the Titans use their run? The Titans rely on the run so heavily for their offense. How do you 
rely on Derrick Henry when he can't go anywhere. Like at at some point, you're like, it's not really his fault. There's just nowhere for him to go. So I think Sunday will be interesting to see if he can get any holes and if he can get that explosive play. Because I think his longest carry this season has been 18 yards, which for him is it's questionable. People are like, oh, that's kind of like suspicious. But at the <laughs> same time, the offensive line is hasn't been good. So. They need to get the run game going because that's their style of offense. That's what they do. And they also don't have big wide receivers like they did last season. So they're relying even more on Derek. So, yeah, I think the offensive line is the biggest question mark. If that can open up some holes for him, then he's not anyone I'm personally worried about. And I don't think they're worried about him either. He looks great. He looks strong. He looks fast. He looks, he sounds confident. Um, that's their guy. They're going to, they're going to go to him. Is is the offensive line, would that be the biggest concern for the game? Like, if, if the Raiders are going to find one area to exploit, it would be that young offensive line that's, that's well, as you mentioned, gave up a bunch of hurries on Monday? Yeah, I think the offensive line, as well as mistakes and penalties, the Titans have had so many uncharacteristic penalties. I think they've, it was like 16 penalties for 137 yards this season or something, which is mm. just not like them. Yeah. So if if the Raiders can get them to just like get a little frazzled and do things that are uncharacteristic, then I think that could be the difference in the game, which is something the Titans aren't known for. They don't usually play sloppy football. They're not usually making these mistakes, but on that offensive line, sometimes when you're young or when you haven't played in a lot of games, it's easier to make those mistakes. And then defensively, the corners are young. Um, Christian Fulton was, out last week he's been limited this week so he's not on the injury report as being out but he's been limited so he'll be big to see if how do you stop the um wide receivers when you don't have your main corners out there so so we are dealing with some injuries over here in tennessee (laughs) but uh everyone looks to be keeping their Good vibes, but yeah, I think the for me the offensive line needs to be strong. Derek has to get some explosive plays. They got to. What about converting on third down? They have not been able to convert on third down. That'll be a big one. If they could, if the Raiders could stop them on third down like the other two teams have done, then that's the ball game. Boom! There it is, right there. Is the recipe? There it is. Stop them! <laughs> stop them on third down. Get off the field again. Nikki Lotterillo is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Go ahead, Demond. All right, Nikki. I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm a Titans fan. Oh boy! And uh, you're scaring oh. me. You're scaring me a little bit. What is an area of this team that is looking solid so far this season? <laughs> Honestly, I think Ryan Tannehill's looks pretty good. I was, I personally, it, it, at camp, you can't really tell because I don't know. They're not going a hundred percent at camp. And then I think in the Giants game, he's looked great. I think a lot of the stuff that happened on Monday wasn't exactly like on him. So I think if he can get receivers open that will catch the ball, um, the receivers aren't bad. Like Traylon Burks, honestly, everyone was so concerned about him in the offseason and during training camp, but he's been fine. The tight ends are pretty good. They got to get more more passes to um, H- Hooper because he, him and Tannehill looks great together during training camp, but we haven't seen a bunch of him. I think the tight ends and the wide receivers aren't – an issue it's just there haven't been a lot of areas for them to do anything 
Right. No, that makes that makes sense, and that's why you'd get off to an zero and two start, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot of yes. you know rainbows and puppy dogs when you're off to an zero and two start, no. as, as we very well know here with the Raiders because they're zero and two as well. <laughs> Nikki, final question for you. I wanted to ask about offensive coordinator Todd Downing. I I know yes. that Titan fans aren't thrilled with them. Raider fans know him very well from his time as the OC with the mm-hmm. Silver and Black. Uh, what are you hearing about Todd Downing? Is there any time that, that you think Mike Vrabel might be making a change anytime soon? No, I do not think so. He was asked about it a bunch this week, and he was like, guys, I appreciate the opinions, but he's not going anywhere. But <laughs> the Titans fans are a little harsh, as you know, so are every sports fans. They, right. You're not winning, and they're mad at whoever's calling the plays. Um, he did take the blame for some of the third down play calls. He was like, yeah, I, that was on me. Um, like when he gave it to Chig and not, you know, Derek Henry on third down against the Giants. That was questionable. People were like, what's that about? And he was like, that's on me. Um, I think that at this point, I'm going to be honest, I feel like it's not even the play calling and the coaching. It's they just don't have dudes. Like people are hurt and they're working with what they can. And it's like, you can only do so much when you have like 10 or 11 guys on the IR and like the injury report is a two pages long, you know? So um, they're just injured right now. And I don't even know if that has much to do with why people are saying they're losing, but I think this game on Sunday will, will either make Titans fans really happy or really mad. When it comes to Todd Downing. <laughs> okay, speaking of the offense, if the team goes 0-3, let's say if this you know season just takes a downfall, is there any chance that we can see Malik get some spin? Mm. Uh, I don't think so. I mm. think um, Mike Vrabel has said like we were we were happy to put him in against Buffalo. They don't they don't want Ryan to get hurt when they're down like 40. But Malik is they're trying to make him into like a good quarterback. He's a dual threat. He could do a lot of things, but I don't think that they're going to say, okay, Ryan, you're done. I don't think if the team was winless, they would say, Ryan, you're done. Like that's their starting quarterback. And Ryan can do what everyone knows he could do. The issue just is he's not one of those quarterbacks that could put the offense on his back and just make things happen. Like he needs Derek, he needs the wide receivers and he needs the offensive line. So I don't think at, at any point in the season it would ever be like, okay, it's Ryan's fault. Let's get Malik in there. There you go. Well, it should be a good one. Two teams that are 0-2. Nobody wants to go to 0-3, especially Tennessee or, or actually both teams. I mean, Tennessee was the number one seed last year, and uh, the Raiders mm-hmm. came in with some high expectations. So, Nikki, I know you got to go anchor. you got to go put in some more work. But, high uh, school football. Nice. Taking it back to high school football <laughs> Friday nights. That's what you do. <laughs> I love it. I do miss that. I will say that. I do miss uh, roaming the sidelines of high school football because I don't Nothing think – Nothing like it was in Texas, though, i got to say. Right. I agree with you 100%. Well, again, congratulations on the job. You're doing a fantastic job, and uh, we appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. There she goes. Nikki Lotterulo right there. Uh, Good people covering the Tennessee Titans, comes from Central Texas. And, uh, yeah, man, that's what we did. High school football, Friday nights, high school, Saturday college, Sunday NFL. You can find her as a sports reporter on WSMV in Nashville on Twitter at Nikki with 1K Laterulo. 2.31 is the time. We'll come back, get to your calls and texts. Uh, got plenty of them rolling through right now. Our question that we threw out there, keys of the game. What needs to happen for the Raiders to get a W? You just heard from Nikki. You heard everything Tennessee Titans. And what player are we going to be talking about on Monday and why? Let us know about it, Raider Nation. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. 
That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You know, 53 guys need to do their job and 11 guys on every play. So um, there's a lot of people that need to come through for us to have success. And um, uh, and again, but I, I think our leaders have done a good job of their job. And uh, we all have to do a really important job on Sunday. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Heard from Josh McDaniels right there. He met with the media earlier today. You'll hear from him throughout the course of the show. You'll also hear from cornerback Amik Robertson, wide receiver Keelan Cole, Offensive lineman Dylan Parham had an opportunity to catch up with all three in the Raiders locker room. And I'll tell you right now, man, I'm like a pig in slop when I'm in the locker room, man. I get that opportunity to talk to the players, even if it's only a couple minutes. I just like to, you know, get their thoughts. And uh, also you get to hear conversations in the locker room that are going on. And uh, today, and uh, you'll get a good laugh out of this, Damon, uh, Steve Weish from NFL Network, he was there. And he's actually catching a flight back where I was going to have him on the show talking about, uh, you know, the Raiders practice. But he's, he's catching a flight, and he's going to be in Nashville on – on uh, game day on Sunday, but uh, he stepped on the logo in the in the locker room, so he had to do 25 push-ups, and it's so funny, and you'll hear, I believe when myself and Paul were talking to Keelan Cole, uh, all of a sudden Foster uh, Moreau, he, he pointed out that Steve had walked through the logo, the Raiders logo, and so he's like, don't, all you hear is, don't answer any questions. Do not answer any questions until he does his push-ups. So Steve, and he said afterwards, I'm 56 years old, got down and did his 25 push-ups. He had no problem with it. Uh, so multiple people got him on camera. He was a good spirit about it. Then it made Derek start laughing. Devontae Adams started laughing. They kind of got all involved in it. So it was pretty cool, you know, just to see him having a good time in the locker room like that. But that, that whole setting, man, is awesome. And it's just something that you don't get when guys come to the podium. So uh, anytime I get the opportunity, even though I have to run real fast and try to get to the house real quick and get set up to get on the show, if we can do it, man, I'm going to do it because that's the setting that you want to be as the locker room. Most importantly, Q, how was the form on the push-ups? Uh, he was good. He okay. was good. I, I think I caught the last 15 of them because me and uh, Paul were talking to, to uh, Keelan, but uh, you can hear it going on in the background. And all I kept thinking while this is going on, because I'm recording, I'm like, please don't cuss. Please don't cuss. Someone please don't cuss. And they didn't. And then Keelan Cole cussed. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I was able to uh, edit that out before I sent it over, so we won't have that uh, issue. Matter of fact, he cussed twice. Once I cut it out, I edited it completely. The second time, I bleeped it. So there you go. There'll be a, a, a quick little bleep when we do hear from Keelan Cole. I was asking a couple questions, keys to victory for the silver and black. What has to happen for the Raiders to win on Sunday as they need to come away with a victory and improve to 1-2 and two on the season? 702-365-9200, Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword r Also wanted to ask, who are we going to be talking about? Who are the players? Like, I thought, you know, on Sunday while I'm sitting in the press box at Allegiant, I'm thinking, oh, Amik Robertson just came up with that interception. Going to be talking about him tomorrow. Mac Hollins is having a big game. Going to be talking about him tomorrow. Uh, oh, man, it's two weeks in a row. Devontae Adams has got a touchdown catch. Uh, you know, I saw every, there's so many things that are going through my head that I'm like, okay, Max Crosby is out there balling. Going to be talking about him. And then, well, bada boom, bada bing, it all falls apart. The Raiders lose, and uh, it doesn't really matter who you talk about because it all in, results in an L. Mailman Raider said at 69187, keyword R&RQ, keys to victory. One, don't let last week beat you this week. Keep pushing forward. Two, protect the ball and get one to two turnovers on D. We'll be talking about the Condor and Hobbs Island. Max will eat all game with that shaky O-line, forcing Ryan to make mistakes, and Hobbs will come up with two picks. Like, like they say at the Aces game, two picks instead of two shots. That's what they say at the Aces game. Anytime they, the Aces go to the free throw line, two shots. 
So Hobbs is going to come up with two picks. Let's go out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. Mitch in New Jersey, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? How's it going, Kill? I'm uh, blessed, man. I'm blessed. Yep. Sorry, uh, I was. Uh, I gave you a hard time on Twitter. It's all good. Happy uh, belatedly, heavenly birthday to your son. So Thank sorry you. about that. I was in your heart. Thank you. Um, I'm hoping I can see more carries for White. Josh Jacobs starts earning that contract. I mean, think about giving him an extension. I want to see, it. but he's not. I think he's not even the best uh, Alabama running back out there right now, NFL. But I hope. I mean, I'd rather have Latavius uh, Murray. But I hope he has a big game. I want to see uh, White, Samir White, get some carries, get some yards. Okay. Hey, good stuff, Mitch. Thank you. And it looks like Samir White might get some burn, right? I mean, right, what we know right now from Cassie, and Cassie Soto will join us at 3 o'clock, uh, Josh Jacobs is not traveling with the team. So, uh, you know, he may take a flight tomorrow. Uh, if he's got an illness, so I can imagine that they don't want a guy with an illness to be around the team as they're all traveling because then that can just, you know, as we've learned from COVID, regardless what the illness is, you don't want to be around somebody who's sick. So that's a good idea that he's not traveling with the team. Hopefully he's on a plane headed to Nashville tomorrow and is ready to play because I do think you need Josh Jacobs. I'd like to see the combination of Josh Jacobs and Zamir White. That's what I'd like to see, that one-two punch. Let's go out to Oakland. Let's go out to Oakland, California. Talk to our guy Rich. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, what's up, Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm at the gym right now. I'm just thinking uh, <laughs> about this game, you know. It's going to be a stressful game because uh, regardless if you want to sugarcoat it or not, we go 0-3, the season's over, too. Okay. It's over. So we got to win this game, and uh, we just got to go out there and dominate all four quarters. We haven't been able to put, you know, four quarters together. We play, yeah. we play decently in spurts, but – I just we need this win, man. And this there's no I'm just so tired of the excuses, you know. Like I see on Twitter, people are now blaming McDaniels talking about it's his fault that car's struggling. Right. Nah man. It's it's the ninth year. You know, Carr's a great guy and I said before the season I'm gonna support him. That's my QB. I want him to win, obviously. But the thing is he's made me kinda look like a fool because for two weeks in a row the offense had the ball in their hands to go and take both games, and they didn't get it done. The defense got the stops. The offense didn't get it going. So at the end of the day, let me tell you all, before McDaniels gets fired, Derek Carr is going to be gone because McDaniels is going to get a chance to pick his, his own quarterback. And I think McDaniels is a good coach, but he's going to have a little learning curve. But the thing we've got to stop doing about Carr, we've got to stop coddling him. It's going on year nine, you know, Year 10, year 11, like how long are we going to continue to do the same thing even though we just keep losing? You know what I mean? He's a yeah. great guy. He's middle of the pack quarterback, but he's just might be a loser, Q. But hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully we get this dub on Sunday. But, hey, let's keep it a buck about Derek Carr. We can't go 15 years with a losing quarterback. Right on. Hey, good call, Rich. Calling out of Oakland at the gym right now. And, I mean, yeah, look. You are what the, your record is, right? And I always say that uh, a win-loss record for a quarterback is silly, but – it's, it is what it is, right? I mean, that comes with the position. And so Derek Carr is a, a losing quarterback. I mean, as simple as that. And, you know, I always say some guys are just natural-born winners and some guys aren't. And I'm not saying Derek Carr's not. I'm just saying right now his record shows that he's not a winning quarterback for what reason or the other. The same thing that was hanging over Matt Stafford's head before he went to L.A. and got with the Rams and then he went and won a Super Bowl. You go and look at his record, he's still a losing quarterback but he's got a Super Bowl under his belt, so it's a little bit nicer when you have that. Let's go out to the 831, man. It used to be some of my stomping grounds. Let's talk to 831 Raider. Welcome to the show, my man. What's up, Q and Demont? Thanks for answering my call. Yes, sir. I don't know why it's taking me forever to give you guys a call. But uh, a couple players, I believe, 
that are going to get some burn. Abraham, I really do think he's going to uh, be a beast, uh, just like he did last year against the Colts. You know, you know, he always does really good when plays teams that tend to run a lot. And Chandler Jones, uh, man, I do believe he'll get his first stock in the bunch, maybe even a second one if he gets excited. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, and then uh, Derek Carn Adams. Man, you know, we saw what Allen did and Diggs did last week. Uh, I think they're going to do this again against them. Uh, hopefully, everything turns out. We get our first W. Let's go Raiders. There he goes. That's 831 Raider. I don't know if he's calling out of Salinas or Monterey or Seaside, but he's repping that 831. I'm not mad at him at all. Hold it down, my man. And, look, Chandler Jones, this would be a good game to have a good game. <laughs> right? You know, I mean, some days you wake up, and I always say when I wake up, it's a good day to have a good day. Well, for Chandler Jones, when he gets up and gets ready for that game on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans with a shaky offensive line, him and Max Crosby should look at each other and say exactly that. It's a good day to have a good day. Big Dub Raider hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Keys to victory this week, not let Jeffrey Simmons wreck the game. Two, get Devontae involved early and often. Last key, get a couple turnovers by any means. Go Raiders. That's from Big Dub Raider. 2.45 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 2.49 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Cassie Soto from the RJ, VegasNation.com, will join us at the top of the hour to talk all things silver and black. And uh, we do know that Josh Jacobs is not traveling with the team today uh, as they're taking off headed to Nashville. But hopefully he'll be traveling tomorrow. So we'll talk all things Raiders with Cassie Soto coming up at the top of the hour. But right now we want to hear from you. Got a lot of good calls and texts that are waiting by. 702-365-9200. Let's start things off with Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's up, D? Chilling. Bracing, bracing for Hurricane Her, Hermini. Hermione. This is the stupidest hurricane name ever. So it's probably going to be the most vicious. But uh, keys to the game. Mindset. This mindset has to be through and through throughout the year. Devontae Adams said it. You have a team down 20 to nothing. You break their neck. Yep. He said it verbally, straight out. Curb stomp them, whatever you want to phrase it as. You can't let them up. In this league, this day and age, you can't play it safe. You can't coast. And with the horses we have, you just keep pounding them. They couldn't stop us. That conservative crap that happened last Sunday just can never happen again. That was just ridiculous. It was embarrassing, and it can't ever happen again this year. Maybe ever. The Raiders of old would break your neck throughout the game. There was no let-up, ever. It was just bizarre to me. I'm, I got I to gotta put that on McDaniels. It's him calling those plays. Right. I did, too. So, anyway. I put it on, I put it on coaching, too. Anyway, who's going to stand out now that Jake's at home? I think Zeus is going to have his bust-out year, I mean bust-out game. He's going to show what he can do because kid's got talent. He played in the SEC against Tennessee. He probably loves thrashing that state. <laughs> so anyway, defense, both Max and Chandler are going to eat. 
that line is beat up. Yeah. Tannehill is not that mobile. Just put him into the ground. And uh, we should cakewalk this game. But I thought that was the way. Right. <laughs> right. Careful. Careful when you say that. <laughs> well, you have idiots in the stands popping champagne in the third quarter. Ah, those, aren't, like, those aren't football fans. Those are just fans. <laughs> those are idiots. Right. Anyway. Let's let's put the beat down. Let's quit playing around. We've got these horses. Feed Devontae. We pay him $30 million a year for one reason, and that's to break people's necks. So go. Go kick some ass. Raiders! I'm out. There he goes, Raider Mike. Let's hustle back out to the phone lines real quick as we got a bunch of folks lined up. Let's get the passion of Raider. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's up, DeMond? Chilling, man. Chilling. He said he's a Titans fan. Who? DeMond. Did yeah. I hear that right earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Everyone knows that. Okay. All right. It's all good. Thank you. Keys of the game. I've been sitting here trying to think of some keys of the game, so I'm just going to – I think this is what I come up with. We need the offensive line to box, block perfectly. We need every wide receiver to run every route perfectly. We need no one to drop the ball. We need every running back to get every first down. We need the coach to make every right play. And we need to hope Tennessee is down on the game plan. Because if all those things happen, Derek Carr will have everything perfect around him. And he should be able to win a game. So, I don't know what more we can think of that we haven't said about what are the keys of the game. Because all we need Derek to do is to have confidence and throw the ball. The, ball, the guys will be open, Q. We know it. Everyone knows it. Throw the ball. We got some injuries in Tennessee. They're coming in hurt. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the Raiders. This is the type of game that Henry will have 160 and three touchdowns if it's a Raider game. Let's just pray it's not another Raider weekend. Raider Rich in Oakland had a great call. I can't even go. He, he said everything, everything we all know and everything we need to say. Just win, baby. Let's go. Come on, There he goes, passionate Raider. Thanks for the call. And basically the way you summarized it, talking about Derek Carr and, and throwing the rock, it's basically have a great understanding of, of the offense, right? Have, have a better grasp of the offense. I mean, that's how I would summarize it. Uh, if you want you know, him to be able to sling the rock around the yard, he's got to have a better understanding of this offense, this system. You know, and we'll hear from Joshua Daniels later in the game. I asked him about the offense. That was my question I asked him during the presser, if it's evolving the way that he envisioned it. So you'll hear that a little bit later. But let's go out to this one. I'm a little nervous. Oral, the comedian, welcome to the show. Hey, hey what's going on, Q? Chilling. Uh, first, my first time calling. So I'll just, oh, I know. I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm calling because I've been listening every day and everyone calls in going on Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, like he's the only player that's been on our team for nine years. We haven't did anything since 2002, and he's the only quarterback that took us to the playoffs twice, so why is he the only one getting bashed? Like we have a top-notch defense that shuts everybody down and he just messes up. Like why is he the only one getting bashed week in and week out? If he plays good and lose, it's his fault. He plays bad and win, oh, we we won, but he ain't do nothing. If he <laughs> plays bad, we lose. It's his fault. Why is everything on him? Yeah, that's a great question. That's I, all I wanted to say. 
Hey, that's a great call. Thank you, Oral the Comedian. I appreciate you. And uh, definitely wasn't the call I expected, but cool. <laughs> As Damon just wiped his uh, forehead, he was a little nervous. I was a little nervous, too. But I appreciate the call. And no, I've said that. And that's why I try, at least on this show, not to have it just be a car bashing session because I think that's low-hanging fruit. I think that's easy just to sit there and walk, say, welcome to the show. What do you hate about Derek Carr? Or what's the, who's the problem for the Raiders? What's, you know, and just tee it up where it's like car, 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 because that's low-hanging fruit. So we like to have intelligent conversations around here. I think we do a pretty good job of it, but ultimately the quarterback's always going to get the, the, most, the brunt of the conversation, right? Good, bad, or ugly, that's going to happen. And when you have an organization that hasn't won in a very long time, like you mentioned, and fans are, are, are hungry, man. These fans, the one thing I can say is, People spend their money. People buy the merchandise. People go to the game. People support the team each and every. So they want a, a, a return on investment, right? And now what they say, you get you want a return on investment. Fans want a return on investment. So that's why it gets so frustrating for the fan who's watching the game each and every game, only to get you know let down at the end, like what happened on Sunday. So as much as it's heartbreaking for the the Raider players, they get to get back on that field and play it again. Raider fans are like, oh. That's a gut punch. It took me all week to recover. One more quick call. How about Phil and Phoenix? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. How you doing, man? I'm good. Hey, first-time caller. First-time caller. I just want to say you're my favorite. You and DeMond are my favorite show on that on that station. So keep up the good work. Will do. Appreciate um, you. Keys of the victory. Yes, I will say it's Derek Carr. I'm not going to bash him. Right. I got you. He just got to step up. You know, put the team on his shoulders and go will them to win. Um, second is Parham. I mean, this is going to be a second start on the road, making the line checks and calls and all that stuff. So that's going to be key, yeah. and especially with the offensive line and the stat and uh, you know the way that they've been playing. You know, that's that's big. And third is Patrick Graham cannot get out schemed by Todd Downing. Please. <laughs> that cannot happen, man. I know that's right. <laughs> hey, great call, Phil. Thank you, man. Don't be a uh, – make sure you make that uh, – not your last call. Make sure you call us back, man. That's good stuff. Yes, that's one of the biggest keys. I like that, though. Derek Carr, have a better understanding of the offense. No problem. Uh, Dylan Parham, you know, getting his second start, most likely probably at, uh, at at the center position. I don't know. Andre James was limited, so maybe he's out there. But I like what Dylan Parham's bringing to the table at the center position, something we talked about a lot after the Raiders drafted him. Thought, hey, there's a good opportunity for him to be that center. So we'll see what happens. But don't let Todd Downing out-scheme Patrick Graham. Please don't. I'll never hear the end of it. 2.58 to time. We'll come back. Kick off hour number two. Cassie Soto from the RJ, VegasNation.com. She'll join the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.